You are listening to an Elk Tree Publishing Podcast. Our elves have been hard at work in search for meaningful and compelling content, so we hope you enjoy this show. And now, for our feature presentation. Enjoy. Featuring free-spirited conversation to help build a better future for generations to come. This is Elf Tree Publishing. The CDC website, it says that you're required to report adverse events following vaccinations. Is there a policy at the hospital for reporting these complications? There's never been any directive sent out on reporting. With this vaccine, we are in stage three clinical trials. Normally, stage three clinical trials is where you gather your data. What the responsibility on everyone is, is to gather that data and report it. And if we're not gathering that data and reporting it, then how are we going to say that this is safe and approved for you? Run. Run. Planet Earth about to be recycled. Your only chance to evacuate is to leave with us. Is to leave with us. From leaving behind the world of bioterrorism to off-the-grid and independent living. You're listening to Exit the Cult. Happy Friday, everyone. I'm your host, Joe Morales, and you're listening to Exit the Cult, a podcast dedicated to exposing the lies of the mainstream media to help others wake up to the truth. Let's exit the cult together. It's August 24th, 2021. Welcome to the show, you guys. It has been quite a week. I hope you're doing well. The weather here in Los Angeles, as always, typically, it's beautiful. It is officially the start of fall. I think it was on Wednesday. Tuesday? Can't remember which day it was. It was like 90 degrees, so that was a little weird. Definitely don't want to make hot chocolate or carve a pumpkin on a 90 degree day. But that's neither here nor there. We've got a lot to discuss. No, not the maskless Emmys, you guys. Who gives a shit about the maskless Emmys? Yes, the Emmys were this past weekend, and yes, if you tuned into it, which I did not, I just watched some highlights. You saw basically all these celebrities gallivanting around just like the Met Gala where, without masks on. And again, I'm, I am someone who's, I'm, I'm over masks. I don't actually, I know they don't work. They don't work. I know we're being convinced they do. The only time a mask would work is if you're somebody who spits a lot and you and I are having a conversation really up close, like really up close, I'd rather you wear a mask. That's, the, that's pretty much the only time. But for the most part, Smoke a vape, put a mask on, and blow it out, and watch where your your aerosol sprays go. It, it literally it goes everywhere. So it's I'm not a fan of masks, but I will say this: the maskless Emmys. What the hell is going on? I said this last episode. It's like we're in the Hunger Games. There's all these celebrities who are telling us what to do, yet 
on television and they say, oh, the reason they're able to do that is because they take extra precautions. Extra precautions? What, were they holding every celebrity's hand before they went to, you know, while they went to dinner at the restaurants, wherever they were at before the show? I mean, come on. They're all scattered cockroaches and then they all converge into this one place. You know what I'm saying? It's like people are showing up. You get out of a car, you arrive, you walk the red carpet, you go sit down and then you watch the show. What precautions can they do? None of these people are, you know, in a quarantine before they go to the Emmys. No, that's not how this works. If you watch the the Emmys, you see the double standard. You see the hypocrisy where celebrities are telling us to wear masks. They are pushing the most ridiculous propaganda. You can't turn a television on without there being some sort of coercion into the vaccine or wearing a mask or altogetherness. It's just, it's just crazy. It's gotten out of control. But uh, yeah, so that was just another example, much like the Met Gala with AOC wearing her tax the rich dress. And it's just, it's becoming insane. And uh, I don't like it. I just don't like it. And I know a lot of you don't like it either. If you're, if you're a fan of masks, oh my God. To me, it's just full enslavement. I feel restricted. I don't like breathing in a mask. I don't like it. I don't understand how people are like, oh, it's not a big deal. I can do this all day at work. Eh, not a big deal. I'm like losing my mind after two minutes with a mask on. Before I put it on, I'm losing my mind. But that's just me. We've got some wild stuff to get into on this episode. We're going to be talking about uh, SpaceX, a a city in the desert that's about to be built called Telosa, the Georgia Guidestones. We're going to talk about Crimson Contagion, Event 201, The Great Reset, and then our big story. And you heard a clip at the very beginning of the show with Project Veritas. They have some insane bombshell. It is bombshell. They have some insane... Uh, news that they've been putting out this week, and I feel like it's absolutely imperative to share it, so we're going to get into that as well. So uh, sit back and uh, pack a glass, grab a drinky, and let's do this thing. Rialism, also known as Rialinism, is a UFO religion that was founded in the 1970s France by Claude Vorahon, known as Rael. Scholars of religion classify Rialism as a new religious movement. Rialism teaches that an extraterrestrial species known as the Elohim created humanity using their advanced technology. An atheistic religion, it believes that the Elohim have historically been mistaken for gods. It claims that throughout history, the Elohim have created 40 Elohim slash human hybrids who have served as prophets preparing humanity for news about their origins. Among those considered prophets are the Buddha, Jesus, and Muhammad, with Rael himself being the 40th and final prophet. Raelists believe that since the Hiroshima bomb of 1945, humanity has entered an age of apocalypse in which it threatens itself with nuclear annihilation or bioweapons. Raelism argues that humanity must find a way of harnessing new scientific and technological development for peaceful purposes, and that once this has been achieved, the Elohim shall return to Earth to share their technology with humanity and establish a utopia. To this end, the Raelians have sought to build an embassy for the Elohim that incorporates a landing pad for their spaceship. Raelians engage in daily meditation, hope for physical immortality through human cloning, and promote a liberal ethical system with a strong emphasis on sexual experimentation. Of course they do. Of course they do. What's a good cult without some kinky stuff? Rialism teaches that about 25,000 years ago, the Elohim arrived at the earth and transformed it so that life could develop. 
It states that the Elohim use their advanced technology to establish all life on the planet. Rael characterizes humans as biological robots that have been created and programmed by the Elohim. Rialism teaches that humanity is modeled physically on the Elohim. For practitioners, this is indicated by the passage at Genesis 126. Also representing, you know what, let's read that. Let's read Genesis 126. Genesis 126 from the New International Version, Bible. Then God said, quote, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground, end quote. Sounds a little uh, controlling, huh? Sounds a little controlling. I wonder what the fish say. They're like, get the fuck out of here. Eat your ass. Say that in the face of a great white. Also representing his own interpretation of Genesis, Rael teaches that the Elohim scientist responsible for creating humanity was named Yahweh, and that the first two humans to be created were named Adam and Eve. Raelians believe that there were originally seven human races modeling the seven Elohim races, but that the purple, blue, and green races have died out. Damn, I wish I could have seen some green people walk around. Purple people, that'd be badass. In believing humanity was created by the Elohim, Raelians reject Darwinian evolution and espouse creationism and intelligent design. Raelians believe that the Elohim were also created by an earlier species, and they before them, ad infinitum. They believe that the cosmos expands indefinitely both in time and space. Infinity is an important concept for them. The Age of Apocalypse Rael claims that since the U.S. military's use of the atomic bomb in Hiroshima in 1945, humanity have been living in the Age of Apocalypse, or Revelation. It states that the human species must now choose whether to use science and technology to enhance life or use it to bring about nuclear annihilation. It claims that if humans successfully get through this present age, they will live in an era of advanced technology in which society will be tolerant and sexually liberated. Rael claimed that he was destined to help lead humanity away from its path of destruction. Well, isn't that fun, you guys? It goes on and on and on, talking about cloning, survival after death, mortality, ethics, and gender roles. They have their symbol. The symbol actually looks like uh, it looks like a Star of David and a swastika put together. It's kind of frightening. Even though, just to say this, the uh, swastika was hijacked by the Nazis. It used to be a sign of peace. And uh, now it's become a sign of fascism and genocide. Ring a bell? What's interesting about, these, uh, about this cult is the age of apocalypse and how it completely is, it's completely relevant to where we're at today. I mean, we are in the apocalypse, are we not? Are we not? We've got the Great Reset upon us. We've got the Georgia Guidestones that have been placed and etched telling the world in every language that the population of the entire globe, get this, needs to be at 500 million. 500 million. There's currently near eight or nine billion. And here we are in our masks, hiding in our houses, being coerced to take a deadly vaccine in order to rejoin society, get our freedoms back. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. You are listening to Exit the Cult. Only on Elf Tree Publishing. Enjoy. 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 Hey. Enjoy. Hey you. Enjoy.
Enjoy. Enjoy. Hey, 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 you. Yeah, you. Enjoy. Yes, you. Enjoy. From page six, Frail Collins begins Genesis farewell tour in Birmingham, singing from chair on stage. Against all odds, Phil Collins is soldiering on. A frail-looking Collins finished his first show with Genesis on the group's The Last Domino Tour in Birmingham Monday night, remaining seated throughout the concert. Collins, who's 70, sang all of the evening's tunes from a chair on stage, though he was not alone in that regard. The group's guitarist Mike Rutherford also opted to play while perched on a stool at points. The Birmingham show was the first stop on the band's farewell tour and their first live performance in 13 years since 2007's Turn It On Again tour. Man, that's a lifetime ago. I was working at Starbucks, living in Dallas. In the latest issue of Mojo, Collins said recently that this will be the final chance to see Genesis in concert. Quote, the English and American tour, that will be enough for me, end quote. Collins has struggled with his health in recent years and has been open about his physical issues heading into this tour. Asked how he's prepping for months of three-hour shows, Collins told The Guardian that he hasn't. Quote, I don't do anything at all. I don't practice singing at home, not at all. Rehearsing is the practice. These guys, his bandmates, are always having a go at me for not, but I have to do it this way. End quote. Collins revealed prior to starting the tour that he can barely hold drumsticks owing to the combination of improper technique and a spinal injury he suffered in the late aughts. Quote, my vertebrae have been crushing my spinal cord because of the position I drum in. It comes from years of playing. I can't even hold the sticks properly without it being painful. I even used to tape the sticks to my hands to get through. End quote. Man, he used to tape the sticks to his hands. Collins' 20-year-old son, Nick, has taken over the drum throne for him. Collins called his handicap, quote, very frustrating because, you know, I'd love to be playing up there with my son. End quote. Asked if the current tour is putting Genesis to bed, Collins said, quote, We're all men of our age, and I think to some extent, yeah, it is probably putting it to bed. Just generally for me, I don't know if I want to go out there on the road anymore, end quote. So, if Genesis is in a town near you, you should go see them. You should go see them now. So earlier this week, I came across a really interesting article about a city that's going to be built in the middle of the desert called Telosa. Telosa is a proposed utopian-planned U.S. city conceived by American billionaire Mark Lorre and announced in September 2021. The project has a target population of 5 million people by 2050, with the first phase of construction expected to house 50,000. The location had initially not been chosen, with the project's planners intending for the city to be built on cheap land in Appalachia or the American West Desert. The name Telosa is derived from the ancient Greek word telos, meaning higher purpose. Telosa was conceived by former Walmart president and billionaire Mark Lorre. In a statement announcing his resignation from Walmart, Lorre expressed his desire to construct a, quote, city of the future based on a reformed version of capitalism. Lorre refers to his design philosophy for the city as equitism, which he states is a new model for society where wealth is created in a fair way. It's not... Br- <laughs> Here we are, dude who's, uh, was the president of Walmart talking about fair capitalism. Now he wants to build a city now that he's made his billions. Okay, so let's get into the Georgia Guidestones, because this is what it reminds me of. Like, you know, first of all, who gets to live in this place, right? 
who gets to live here? It's technically called a 15-minute city. And what a 15-minute city is, it's it's a residential urban concept in which most of the facilities that city residents require are within a distance of a short walk or bicycle ride from their homes. But it's just interesting. It's like this utopia-looking city. It's all futuristic, you know. It's got the... Uh, the classic futuristic looking buildings, gardens everywhere, everyone's sitting reading books and just having a good time. But what they don't tell you is it's probably a city where you've got to like have a chip in your body. You know what I mean? Like if they're pushing vaccines on us this hard right now, what kind of forfeiture of your human rights do you have to uh, acquiesce to live in that kind of a city? You know, I mean, it's going to only have 5 million people. There's 350 million Americans. Only 5 million are going to live in the city jealousy much? And you think Mark Laurie's not going to be in some weird tower looking down with his hands crossed, pacing back and forth, his large glass window going, it's all mine. It's all mine. I mean, I don't want to shit on Laurie. I mean, come on. You know, he might be a really nice guy. It's all mine. My minions, my min- Sir, your uh, five o'clock appointment for your massage is ready. Get the hell out of here, Smiggle. How dare you interrupt me when I'm pacing in front of my window. So I came across this Greg Reese report called A War for the World. It features Ricardo Bozzi of Australia One. He's, it's a political party in Australia but he's giving a warning that the entire world needs to hear. This video is absolutely fascinating and terrifying. Buckle up. Ladies and gentlemen of Australia, my name is Ricardo Bosi and I am the national leader of Australia One. In the coming days, weeks and months, disturbing rumors concerning the governance of our country will begin to circulate. These rumors will appear to be so incredible, so unlikely and even so ludicrous that the only sensible response would appear to be to dismiss them out of hand. Some of these rumors will, in time, indeed prove to be false. Unfortunately, some will be true and be prima facie evidence of the despicable crimes of treason and sedition, and some even morally worse, by those at the highest levels of power in Australia. During this time, It is imperative you monitor closely the responses of those who comprise the polity, the judiciary, the bureaucracy, the military, the constabulary, the corporations, the media, academia, and religious organizations. The case can already be made that many of these people are already attainted of treason. But if any remain silent in the face of an obvious attack on Australian sovereignty, they will have signed their own death warrants. Remember them. From the Governor-General and State Governors, through Parliament, through all the courts, including the High Court, through the Public Service, the Defence Force, the Police Forces, the boardrooms, the unions, the charities, the mainstream media, schools and universities, and finally, even the churches, synagogues, mosques, temples, and lodges. Remember their names and who they are. Remember what they said and what they did not say. Remember what they did and what they did not do. Why and how has it come to this? Simply put, for decades now, we have been deceived by those whom we trusted. Slowly, the truth has been revealed by the tireless efforts of a few 
and this has been a most difficult task. Some of you will have heard it said, sometimes you can't tell people, you just have to show them. And to put that in the Australian vernacular, some people just need to piss on the electric fence for themselves. Thankfully, enough of us are now awake to the lies and our numbers continue to grow. Faster, every day. So what should we do? Firstly, be calm. Know that we can and will win this war. Secondly, be united. No matter how many they send against us, they cannot defeat 25 million Australians who stand together as one. And simply say, in a clear, strong and unconquerable voice, no consent, no consent, no consent. Thirdly, be brave. Some of us might be hurt and some of us might die. But if we truly seek liberty, we must win it for ourselves. Nothing worth winning is won cheaply. Fourthly, be good. We the people must win this war with non-violent, non-cooperation. Because the manner of our victory is of foundational importance to the future of Australia as a nation state. We must win this war with such moral authority that we are able to win the peace that follows. Finally, when all is done, the guilty will be punished. We will deal with the traitors in a lawful manner, which after the reprehensible, coordinated malfeasance and violence that they have visited upon us, that will be more than they deserve. And we will do this because we, the common people of Australia, are and have always been so much more than the elites. We are better than they are. We have not and we will not sacrifice our decency and our humanity to win this war as they have done. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to enter a period of history without precedent, a war for the world. And we, you and I, are on the front line. Be calm, be united, be brave, and be good. And finally, remember that we fight, as G.K. Chesterton wrote, not because we hate what is in front of us, but because we love what is behind us. Thank you. Australia One is committed to strengthening Australia as a sovereign, self-reliant Christian Western democracy, which is economically powerful, militarily intimidating, politically free, culturally vibrant, and socially cohesive. They claim to be the party for decent, everyday Australians who want the best future for themselves, their families, their local communities, and Australia. Uh, I mean, I'm all about Christian values and things like that, but I, it's, it's kind of concerning whenever things are based in, well, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard for me because I have a Christian moral compass where I, I grew up, you know, Catholic, and then I was Baptist, and I was baptized, and I went to a Christian university, but at some point, I just like a rocket that goes to outer space, I kind of let go of certain tanks. I don't need them anymore. And I shoot forward realizing that I don't need the dogma. I do believe in having a faith and in, in operating in love and just, you know, being grounded in some sort of God-fearing mental state. I think that's kind of healthy to a degree. Otherwise, your ego gets crazy and you start wanting to build telosas. But I don't know. I just, I hope this party is fair. And I do hope Australia One, you know, definitely maintains a respect for other religions, 
people's beliefs who aren't Christian. I think that's very important. And yeah, we'll see what happens with this one. It's a brand new party, you guys, but I just thought the video was very interesting. And uh, I mean, we've seen what's going on in Australia. Doesn't look good over there. You, you guys have seen those videos, right? People getting beaten down in the streets. Everyone's rising up. People are getting pissed. It's all under the British crown. Speaking of the British crown, here's Meghan Merkel and Harry walking around. And all of a sudden they realize the cameras are on and they uh, shuffle to put their masks on for the cameras. And then listen to their handlers. Oh, oh, these chirping birds. Like, I mean, what, what, how much are these people paid? Thank you. Okay, no, thank you. I mean, it's all around Biden, too. You know, I'm not just going to dog on the royals. It's, it's, it's surrounding Biden. You know, after he says stuff and his press conferences end, it's all, all his little minions. Oh, thank you. Thank They're trying to push the, the media away as quick as possible because they don't want any questions asked. The New World Order has made their move, you guys. This is what we are watching right now. This is so abnormal. All this behavior by the elites is so out of control abnormal. I mean, yes, one could argue, oh, Joe, they've always been this tyrannical. That's true. That's true. But we are watching literally the weirdest shit unfold in history. I know we've learned a lot, you know, in history class. We learn about all the wars. We learn about, you know, different tyrannies and, and, and you know, Mussolini and Stalin and all the... Guys, the worst tyrants that have ever existed throughout history. And before you're like, oh, what about Hitler? Oh, what about Hitler? What about fucking Fauci? What they're discovering with Remdesivir? That dude knew Remdesivir was deadly. They had all the data from all these different tests that they did on humans. And uh, they had to pull that drug. It was the first drug they had to pull because it was the deadliest. What was the number one drug they're treating people with in American hospitals during COVID? And to this very day, it's the drug they're treating people with in hospitals right now as we speak. It's absurd. Doctors coming forward saying, enough is enough. But no. But no. Trust the science. Look, I mean, all this stuff is coming out, and it's just going to be a process. You realize it's got to be a process. The Nuremberg trials didn't just happen like that. There was a process. And the organizing... The lawsuits, the tsunami, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. It's getting creepier and creepier by the day, you guys. These elites, they think they're Elohims or, or fucking, maybe they're just reptilians. I, I, I don't even know. Maybe they're just, uh, uh, are they robots? Demons? You're in the middle of nowhere, rural Kansas, the site of an abandoned nuclear missile silo. Armed security patrol the entrance to a doomsday bunker that's reserved for the wealthy elite, and sales are booming. Since the uh, election of Donald Trump, we've seen a whole new demographic of people calling in, people that didn't know we existed before. Larry Hall is the owner of the Survival Condo Project. These 16,000-pound doors lock you inside. We're heading deep below the surface of the earth into an underground bunker like no other. We are in a typical full floor residential unit. And even though we are more than 100 feet underground right now, you can see that it's certainly not a claustrophobic area. 12 luxurious condos exist here with fireplaces, high-end appliances, jacuzzis, even windows. Yes, windows. High-definition TVs 
broadcast a live feed of the outside world right into your living room. The price tag for this three-bedroom, two-bath condo, $2.3 million. Well, as the sign says, welcome to the beach. And look at this. It's a swimming pool with a slide and waterfall. Other common areas include a movie theater, rock climbing wall, and shooting range. There's even a farm that grows all the fresh fruits and vegetables you'll need. This can grow up to 70 different uh, species of plants, lettuces, uh, tomatoes, carrots. The bunker runs on power sources like wind and diesel generators. We have enough fuel to run these diesels for two and a half years. Plenty of time to ride out worldwide chaos should it ever erupt. Welcome back to Exit the Colts. I want to thank you guys for being here, for real. Um, if you made it this far, you are a true badass. So I wanted to get into, oh, and real quick, I know I give the elites a hard time. I'm sure there's some really nice elite people out there. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm talking, when I talk shit about the elites, I'm talking royal bloodlines, top of the top of the top. All right, guys, I'm not talking about just some rich millionaire guy. You know, I've met a lot of millionaires and a lot of them are really nice. And, and they're really nice because they can be, they're not stressed about money. They're not stressed about everyday bullshit. Like most people who are in the middle class are poor. I mean, truly, it'd be amazing to be a millionaire. You could totally just relax mentally. And then there's also some that are just uptight little bitches. So, you know, I know that there's people out there that every time I I say the elites, you probably just sit there and just roll your eyes. But I want you to know there, there are people that are very evil on this planet. And I have done years and years of research on this stuff. I wouldn't talk about people like this if I didn't really think there was a big problem going on. There's mass corruption happening. There's mass uh, manipulation of society happening. And somebody's behind it all. You think this is just happenstance? I'm not there. I don't, I don't buy that anymore. You know, I was talking to my sister about this uh, the other day. We were talking about just different things and how we're all born into different little bubbles you know, whatever your religion is and all these things. And it's almost like a, think about a mouse in a maze. The mouse doesn't know it's in a maze. And then maybe at some point it figures out, oh, I'm in a maze or it figures out the maze real quick. And then it gets bored and it's like starts climbing over the walls. And it's like, oh, I'm in, I'm, I'm in a box. And then it gets out of the box and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm on a table. And then it jumps off the table. And it's like, oh, I'm in a lab. It starts like running around and starts like climbing up the walls. And then all of a sudden it gets to the roof and it's like, oh, I'm in a building. And it's just like, it's like the Truman Show. When Truman woke up, it took him to almost dying in the ocean until his boat hit the wall, and he had the option to either stay in the dome, his whole life was there, or to walk through the door that was conveniently placed exactly where his boat crashed. But that's what we're doing. We're Truman. We're walking through the door, baby. We're walking through it. Let's get into the Georgia Guidestones. This is wild shit. If you've never heard of the Georgia Guidestones, here we go. The Georgia Guidestones are a granite monument erected in 1980 in Elbert County, Georgia, in the United States. A set of 10 guidelines is inscribed on the structure in eight modern languages, and a shorter message is inscribed at the top of the structure in four ancient language scripts. The monument stands at an approximate elevation of 750 feet above sea level, about 90 miles east of Atlanta. One slab stands in the center with four arranged around it. A capstone lies on top of the five slabs, which are astronomically aligned. An additional stone tablet, which is set in the ground a short distance to the west of the structure, provides some notes on the history and purpose of the guidestones. Oh, oh, just some notes, huh? Little suggestions? Okay. 
The structure is sometimes referred to as an American stone hinge. The monument is 19 feet 3 inches tall, made from six granite slabs weighing 237,746 pounds. I could bench press that. Easy. You want to know what they say? Here's the Ten Commandments. Or notes. The number one rule is the most terrifying. Here we go. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Okay, just, just, let me say this again. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So, get rid of eight and a half billion people? Eight billion people? Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go, Bill Gates? And your little needles? Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. That means inoculations. That means abortions. That means sterilization. Number three, unite humanity with a living new language. That's kind of weird because there's like 50 written all over the stone. Just pick one of those. We must have our own. How about, uh, I'm going to vote for, well, as if I'm going to be around, uh, but I would be voting for parcel tongue. Raising your hand in the air, like at the meeting. Speaking in fucking Harry Potter language. Number four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. What does that mean? You're about to like rear back and slap someone across the face, but you're like, no, no, I must have tempered reason. I must respect other beings. You slap them anyway, because you're fucking pacing in front of your glass window. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Number six, let all nations rule internally resolving external disputes in a world court and fighting with sticks. Just kidding. That's not on there. Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. We have a lot of those. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. I mean, I like all this stuff. This is, most of this is pretty nice. Number 10, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. That's number 10. It literally says leave room for nature twice. I mean, I can get down with that. I love nature. Freaks of nature. But the one that just freaks me out, maintain humanity under 500 million. I mean, who's guiding this? Georgia? Huh? Of course, there's a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding it because no one really wants to fess up to who owns it. But, you know, they've become a very nice subject of interest for conspiracy theorists. Mark Dice demanded that the Guidestones be smashed into a million pieces and then the rubble be used for a construction project in my backyard, in my backyard. Not really. Um, A lot of people think they are um, of a deep satanic origin and put up there by the New World Order. Hmm. Either way, they all seem like they're all a part of the same thing. Joe, stop it. That's a conspiracy theory, because Wikipedia says... Out of these troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order can emerge, a new era. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be. It is a big idea. A new world order, 
a world in which there is the very real prospect of a new world order. And that's why I wanted to speak to you today about the new world taking shape around us, about the prospects for a new world order now within our reach. There's a need for a new world order, but it has different characteristics in different parts of the, of the world. The affirmative task we have now is, uh, is to actually um, uh, create uh, uh, a new world order. It's about the future of Europe and a new world order. After 1989, President Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order. India and China are clearly becoming part of our new order. So, in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, a new world is emerging. It is a new world order. I think its task will be to develop an overall strategy for America in this period when really a new world order can be created. It's a great opportunity. It isn't just a crisis. Good evening, everybody. President Obama and British Prime Minister Gordon today calling for a new world order to tackle our global economic crisis. And the president outlined his vision of a new world order in which the U.S. would participate fully. We've got to give them a stake in creating the kind of uh, uh, world order that I think all of us would like to see. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations when we are successful, and we will be. When we are successful, and we will be. When we are, when we are successful, and we, and we will be. We have a real chance at we have a real chance at this new world order. When we are successful, and we will be. I mean, is that not creepy to anybody? I mean, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. They're telling us what they're gonna do. And it's under the guise that the UN is gonna come in, they're gonna be we're all gonna be holding hands as nations. Guys, these are elites running the show. They're taking us where they want us to go. And now you know. So, big news this week from Project Veritas. COVID-19 vaccine exposed part one. Federal government whistleblower goes public with secret recordings. Project Veritas released the first video of its COVID vaccine investigative series featuring an interview with U.S. Health and Human Services insider Jody O'Malley, who worked as a registered nurse at the local Indian Medical Center. O'Malley told Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe about what has been going on at her federal government facility. She recorded her HHS colleagues discussing their concerns about the new COVID vaccine to corroborate her assertions. In the video, you see Dr. Maria Gonzalez, an ER doctor, she's with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, quoted as saying, The problem in here is that they are not doing the studies. People that had COVID and the people that have been vaccinated, they're not doing any antibody testing. So I've had a couple people, you know, reach out because I've, you know, I always post videos on social media and I had a couple of friends that are like, you know, those guys are like right wing conspiracy nerds, right? I'm like, what are you talking about? I've been following their work for two years and all they do is put cameras on people and you just see what those people are doing behind closed doors. That's what they do. They expose the stuff we're not supposed to see. And uh, I think that's important. Whether you agree with that or not, it that's a, that's up for debate. I mean, I want to know what doctors are saying behind closed doors about the vaccines. You know, as the whole world is pressuring me to go get one, cutting me out of being able to go into a club 
or a restaurant or a bar unless I have my papers. So Project Veritas, kicking ass. My name is Jody O'Malley, and I'm a master's prepared registered nurse. Well, first of all, your hospital is run by HHS, correct? I work for Health and Human Services um, with a Indian Health Services branch for the Native Americans. You, you, these are federal employees. Yes. And we work for the government. So, I mean, the, the main thing is we have to follow. I know. I mean, that's another the, thing. The I don't know how much longer I'll be here. And the <laughs> here. Yeah. I know. Are the policies and administrators coming directly from the federal government? Yes. The problem in here is they are not doing the studies. People that had it, you know, and the people that have been uh, uh, vaccinated, they're not doing any um, antibody testing. Now you got this guy in room four who got his second dose of vaccine mm -hmm. um, on Tuesday, has been short of breath. Okay, now his BNP is elevated, D-dimer elevated, ALT, all his liver enzymes are elevated, his PT, PTINR is He's elevated. He's got myocarditis. Yes. All this is bullshit. I, and and now, now, let's see. Probably myocarditis due to the vaccine. Right, but now they're not going to blame the vaccine. Well, and you know what, but he has an obligation to report that, doesn't he? Oh, it yes. happened. Right, what is it, 60 days after, if you see anything? Uh, they have got to. But they how many people report. are reporting? They are not reporting. Right. Because they want to shove it under the, yeah. under the, 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 the map. In this instance with Dr. Gonzalez, what patient was she referring to or without saying she the was name? Uh, referring to that patient that had congestive heart congestive failure. heart failure and yeah. in that particular patient's case it was not reported no i'm going to have to transfer you to another hospital okay. we don't have cardiologists here and what you're developing is like a congestive heart failure okay and and that's not good. I don't know where this is coming from. Mm -hmm. On July 29th, you had the first COVID vaccine, mm -hmm. and August 19th, you had the second. You know, you don't have COVID, okay? But you have got a lot of symptoms, you know, right. and you're developing congestive heart failure. Were there other instances that they they didn't report? Oh, I've seen dozens of people come in with an adverse reaction. Was one of the ones you saw a 15 year old with blood clots? Yeah, so I was um, just covering a nurse. Um, he's in here with bilateral PEs, but he's fine. And I'm like, okay. So he wasn't on oxygen or anything like that. And I said, was he um, vaccinated? And then she's like, I don't know. So then I looked in the chart and he was, he had the Pfizer vaccine or at the end of July and he was due for a second dose. So this is essentially two to three weeks later. Most likely cause of hypoxia, unusual PE at this age, unclear etiology. They don't know why he got it. So how do we know that the blood clots or how do you know that the blood clots are a result of the COVID vaccine? Because this is a 15 year old, normal weight, healthy child. No reason for him to have a blood clot. It's a shame they're not treating people. I know. Like they're supposed to, like they should. And I think they want people to die.
And how many have you seen that have gotten vaccinated here? That have sick and yeah. side effects? A lot. A lot. Have you seen it too? Yeah. Yes. So and and I'm like, who's, who's writing part? the bears report? Nobody, because it takes over a half an hour to write the damn thing. Right. The CDC website, it says that you're required to report adverse events following vaccinations. Is there a policy at the hospital for reporting these complications? No. There has never been any directive sent out on reporting. With this vaccine, we are in stage three clinical trials. Normally, stage three clinical trials is where you gather your data. What the responsibility on everyone is, is to gather that data and report it. And if we're not gathering that data and reporting it, then how are we going to say that this is safe and approved for use? How come after 18 months we haven't had any it's, research? Isn't that fishy to you? It doesn't. It, does. it, it is doesn't. It's super it, fishy. It's not that it hasn't been done. It hasn't been published. That's it why. hasn't probably uh, been done because the, the government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of, it's full of shit. What does she mean by full of shit? It's not doing what it, its purpose was. And what, did, what is Dr. McGee saying in that video? He's trying to defend the vaccine. Why would he do that? Because that's his view on it. Okay. His view is get the vaccine, it's science, right? If we all just get it, this will all be over with. Such a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. What we're gonna have to do, since we're on the inside, and what do we do? I don't know, but there's so much I want to blow up. So much? How do we do that? Like, you know, Project Veritas. Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? It's not what a lot of people would do. They're scared, they're afraid. What prompted me to do this was when I was house supervisor one night and one of my co-workers had taken the vaccine and she didn't want to. She had went throughout this entire pandemic working in the intensive care unit. It pretty much was a COVID unit. It's really sad. She had just come back from surgery from leave. Two weeks ago, a little over two weeks, and then uh, got her first dose of vaccine after surviving this entire pandemic. So at this point, the screen goes black and it basically says patient passed away on 8-28-21. She didn't want to take it. She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. And she was coerced into taking it. And it's like nobody, nobody should have to decide between their livelihood being a part of the team in the hospital or take the vaccine. Now, now, now we're just making people take it and then there's reactions to it and then you have a medication that has been shown effective and surely has no adverse reactions for trying it. it um... Dr. Bakwa talked to you about prescribing ivermectin for not a lot of this facility. And so physicians can't um, prescribe off-label use medication here? Not for COVID. They did it with hydroxychloroquine and they 
it was really bad, and so they are not allowing it right now. She said yes. Um, I would agree to write for this because she's not contraindicated. And Dr. Bagwa said that? Yes. I am, I am stuck. I am told you are absolutely not to use it under any circumstances whatsoever for somebody with COVID unless you don't want to have a job. I am not going to lose my job. Damn. They were not allowing, they were going to lose their job if they allowed you to use that drug. Right. Nuts. Right now, um, what is plaguing this country is the spirit of fear. Are you afraid? It's my career, you know? It's how I help people. Um, but am I afraid? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid um, because my faith lies in God and not man. So I have um, two older kids that are on their own, and I have a 12-year-old at home um, that I care for on my own. You know, like, what kind of person would I be if I, if I knew all of this? This is evil. This is evil at the, the highest level. You have the FDA, you have the CDC, that are both supposed to be protecting us, but they are under the government. And everything that we've done so far is unscientific. Are you afraid they're gonna retaliate against you? Yeah. I'm a federal employee. What other federal employees do you see coming out? But you put your faith in God. Amen. So there you have it. I would love for Project Veritas to release all of these interviews completely raw. That would be one thing you know, I think would be a service to the public. But I also realize they have to create redactions just in case there's private information put out there. And there's also HIPAA laws and all these things. So I understand it's very sensitive material and they can only release what they can release. But it would be interesting to have raw videos um, to corroborate, you know, how they're editing the stories together and all these things. But either way, it's really mind-blowing to hear these doctors speaking behind the curtain about the vaccine being full of shit. I mean, they say it. They say it. They are full of shit. I mean, they're full of something. Probably not physical feces, but I'd rather have shit going into my veins than some of these nanoparticles and spike proteins. I know a lot of people are like, well, the pandemic just, it was natural. It just came and hit us and blah, blah, blah. Well, I wanted to like dive into a couple things. I've talked to a couple friends about you know, when we get in these discussions, I always say, well, did you know about Crimson Contagion? And they're like, what? Do you know about Event 201? They're like, what? What? So Crimson Contagion, it was a joint exercise conducted from January to August 2019 in which numerous national, state, and local private and public organizations in the U.S. participated in order to test the capacity of the federal government and 12 states to respond to a severe pandemic of influenza originating in China. The simulation, which was conducted by the Trump administration's Department of Health and Human Services in a series of exercises that ran from January to August 2019, involved a scenario in which a group of about 30 tourists returning from China spread a novel influenza A respiratory virus in the United States, beginning in Chicago. In less than two months, the virus had spread from a single index case, a 52-year-old man returning to Chicago, to infect 110 million Americans. 7.7 million patients would require hospitalization and 586,000 people would die from the novel virus. Sound familiar? So if that's not weird, if that's not weird, 
Then there was, right after that, starting in October of 2019, Event 201, the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security in partnership with the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab with the Great Reset, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation hosted Event 201, a high-level pandemic exercise on October 18th, 2019 in New York City. The exercise illustrated areas where public-private partnerships will be necessary during the response to a severe pandemic in order to diminish large-scale economic and societal consequences. So they got together. While this was going on, I was uh, prepping myself to go to Europe. I went to Europe in December, got insanely sick, and had to spend about 16 hours sleeping. I didn't know what happened. No one was talking about COVID. No one was talking about anything that had to do with a pandemic. Yet they're running these exercises behind closed doors. I mean, did you know about it? I mean, I have no doubt I got COVID. I have the antibodies. I'm unstoppable now. I am a god. Just kidding. Event 201, there's a website you can go to called centerforhealthsecurity.org forward slash event 201. Go to that website. There are videos. You can see all the players, all the people that were involved. But it was a large-scale event. And a lot of the same people that are essentially leading this current pandemic. And of course, you're going to say, well, of course they are, Joe. They did the simulation. They were prepared for it. They were prepared to lead the way and make billions on the back end. Billions. Some trillions, probably. We don't even know their names. It's not even about money anymore, though. It's about power, control, obedience. What if, just what if, They created this shit in a lab and released it so they could make billions and trillions of dollars. Just what if? You heard all those clips? We're going to build a new world order. We're going to be successful, and we will be, when we have a new world order. I mean, perfect scenario if you ask me. I mean, really, how do you get the entire world to go along in lockstep? Rockefeller document. Lockstep. Look it up. Rockefeller Foundation. How do you get everyone to go along? Johns Hopkins, World Economic Forum, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Behind so much these days, are they not? Are they not? You're listening to Exit the Cult, only on Elf Tree Publishing. Now, enjoy the rest of the show, useless eaters. I'm Bill Gates. Right, lads, this is going to be the video that you show your awkward friend, or cunt friend, or nice friend that pretends that they're just going along with it because they have to, or even that real extreme family member or friend that just is calling you a loop-de-loop, you know, saying everything awful about you, all right? Or that friend in work who won't listen to a thing, calls you nothing but a conspiracy theorist, all right? This is the video for them. This is the video that puts it all to rest, Okay. I'm telling you now, this is definitely the one. This is not going to contain any bullshit. I'm not going to tell them what to think, what to say, or what... I don't even care if they fucking talk to you again after it. I couldn't give a fuck at this stage. Um, This is 100%, right? So get ready for it. I'm going to show you a video of a person called Klaus Schwab, right? So this is him here signing a deal with the UN. This is the Secretary General of the UN in New York on the 13th of June, 2019. And this is on the World Economic Forum's page, right? He's the chief, he's the, he's the, he's the founder of the World Economic Forum. 
sounds like just one of those little small kind of things that maybe really wealthy people go to to drink wine. It most certainly isn't. And the UN signing a partnership with them is a big deal because the UN is all countries. Okay? All countries signed up to this. So the UN Charter, um, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a basically a strategic partnership is what they say. This is an international treaty. And what this is, if you read, uh, the fine text is to, let's quickly check this, to accelerate and imp accelerate the implementation of the 2030 agenda for sustainable development. All right. If you don't know what that is, Okay, research it after this video. I'm not going to explain it to you now. It's the UN uh, Sustainable Development Goals. All right, and when you read them and read this, you'll put this together. Okay, so remember, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. Get ready. Just remember now, if you have, to, or if you have already taken a vaccine, mRNA technology, if you have already taken it, what you're about to see is real, it's referenceable, and, you know, deal with it. The difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example. It's you who are changed. Yeah. And, of yeah. course, this has a big impact on your identity. Yeah. And offers certain kinds of possibilities that have to be careful about. You know, when you began to... When you began to do that kind of gene editing, some people worried that you were changing what it means to be human. You were changing what it means to be human. You were changing what it means to be human. It's, that's the problem. And, yeah. uh, I, I, of course, the new uh, Industrial Revolution offers us many opportunities. Right. So, did you understand what you just saw? Do you need it to be explained to you? Because I'm not fucking doing any fucking spoon feeding anymore. That was in plain English. You were just told that these guys have edited you for their own benefit. They have changed your genetic makeup to change you. Instead of the industrial revolutions of the past, which were, you know, like uh, the invention of the fucking engine or the invention of the airplane. All right. Those revolutions where we had these huge advancements in technology. This is called the Fourth Industrial Revolution by Klaus Schwab. You can go on and read this. UN agreed to it, which is your country, the people you voted for, which is your consent. Remember this. You vote for the government. They sign up to the UN. They sign up to the treaties and they get ratified. Fourth Industrial Revolution. Jeanette, look, it's, just, it's, it's actually written here. So like there's no, I'm not fucking saying this. This is on the page in front of you. All right. Mobile supercomputing. Intelligent robots. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, tell you what mobile supercomputing is. That's in your body. Mobile supercomputing is turning your body into a computer. You, you have, if you've taken the vaccine and the evidence is there through graphene oxide in the vaccine, which is real, which is proven. Graphene oxide, not a conspiracy theory. Graphene oxide reassembles itself in the body and becomes a supercomputer, uh, a superconductor as well. Um, intelligent robots, nanotechnology, self-driving cars, neurotechnological brain enhancements, 
Yeah, that sounds brilliant. Genetic editing, which is your mRNA vaccine. The evidence of dramatic change is all around us and is happening at exponential speed. And you can read all this yourself. He wrote a whole book on it, guys. A whole book. All right? So you, anyone that calls me a conspiracy theorist is getting it. And that, that's a fact. This is real. I'm not shutting my mouth anymore. I'm not fucking giving you the... I'm not giving you the, the fucking grace of my silence anymore. So if you have anyone out there and you think the same, fuck these people. Or just, or, or even just... I, maybe if I show them this video... Maybe if I show them this one video and they see this, that it might change their minds and might make them maybe, maybe pick up a book or, 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 or research something outside of RTE, BBC or CNN. Maybe, just maybe, they might, they might turn the dial on that radio and start thinking for themselves. Just maybe. So read it, guys. Anyone that took that vaccine blindly thinking you'll get your rights back. This is going to get a whole lot worse. Here's a high school kid from London talking about the pressure he's receiving about getting the vaccine and why he's choosing not to get it. Um, what pressure have you had from friends or family? What are you? Because your particular age group have been targeted lately in terms of nightclubs, universities, going on holiday. So my auntie works for AstraZeneca. Who, um, so the pressure from her family, some well, some of my family is quite great to get the vaccine they're quite they're like um why haven't you taken the vaccine why haven't you taken the vaccine you're selfish my cousin's even cut well my cousin from cambridge has even got me a twat over it um not getting the vaccine you know but i've and I've, I've lost friends over it as well there are some friends though who have who, who won't take the vaccine no matter what and that's because they've, they've seen what it's done to people um i've got friends who are, are very ill and haven't been um, haven't been well since the day they took it and have regretted it. Uh, but I've also got friends who are like, well, if you don't take the vaccine, you're going to be killing other people. But if, I'm, if you can still get it when you've got the vaccine, how am I killing other people? It doesn't prevent transmission because you can still pass it on. You can still get it. So how am I killing other people? I'm not being selfish. It's my body, my choice. What's the world looking like for you? Because, you know, for the, for the younger generations, if this vaccine passports are taken up by the majority, what do you think the world's going to look like in a year? In a year, I, I have no idea. Uh, it's you know, it's straight out of the 1984 book. Um, we're you know, we the idea that we're gonna have to get out our phones and you know, get up our passes, show our papers in the streets, or if we want to go into a pub, it's it's funny. It is, it is honestly funny that people don't see how where this is going, where this is going. That we have, to, you know, um, it's about control. You know. Um, if, the if you allow the government to break the law and to violate your rights because of an emergency, what's stopping them from creating an emergency to break the law? Did you hear that? Let's play that one more time. If you allow the government to break the law and to violate your rights because of an emergency, what's stopping them from creating an emergency to break the law? So final story before the weekend, because we're all ready to go get crazy. Those who have a Vax Pass, I guess. From Natural News, World Bombshell leaked DARPA document confirms attack on humanity using aerosolized skin-penetrating nanoparticle spike proteins. Beyond the World bombshell DARPA document leaked to Drastic shows that EcoHealth Alliance and Fauci conspired to release aerosolized skin-penetrating spike protein nanoparticles into wild bat populations in China, which would immediately leap to humans as planned. Drastic has confirmed that Peter Dayzak and Fauci working via the Wuhan Institute of Virology, were able to create 180 strains of coronavirus bioweapons and put them under the control of the communist Chinese, 
which is an act of treason. We now know from other sources that CCP-run bioweapons deployment teams have crossed the U.S. border carrying MERS-augmented biological weapons with at least a 30% fatality rate, with plans to release them in major U.S. cities when commanded to. So this is a document that was released by Drastic, apparently from a DARPA insider. Again, I don't know the authenticity of this, but this just started flooding the internet, and I... mainstream media is not talking about it. I mean, in all reality, why would they? I mean, this is some crazy shit. It's crazy shit. I mean, honestly, I I haven't even gotten into the thick of this document, you guys. So buckle up, (laughs) buckaroof. Sorry, I have to make light of these things because this is intense shit. And I just, knowing the world we live in, I I would not be surprised if this is real. So the only reason I'm reading this is because if this turns out to be true, I mean, Hopefully, we can prepare ourselves now. So, if this news comes out, we're not just going to become catatonic, you know? I don't want to be catatonic, caught like a deer in headlights. I mean, the, the people are going to lose their shit. And after all we've learned about the pandemic and, you know, doctors coming out, the public pressure for everyone to get an inoculation, there's just this absurd level of everyone must participate. And then you hear Klaus Schwab talking about, that these particles are essentially creating a new type of human being. Investigative journalist Laura Logan has confirmed all this through her own sources as she is now warning that the migrant crisis in Texas is the perfect cover for America's enemies to sneak in a dangerous biological weapon. Or they could just spray it in the skies. I mean, can they not do that? Our sources who have been in touch with Logan have confirmed she knows much more but isn't yet at liberty to go public with the full details. I wonder why. That's one of my biggest peeves about somebody putting an article out. But I also understand if this is true information, this is monumental. DARPA originally funded MERS, but refused to support any effort to release it into the wild. They wanted to keep it as a strategic last-ditch biological weapon for extreme emergencies or for the New World Order. Fauci and EcoHealth Alliance finagled a way to get their hands on MERS, which became the template for the gain-of-function research that was laundered through the WIV, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, using U.S. taxpayer money. Elements from MERS, HIV, SARS, and other viral strains were engineered together to create the chimeric bioweapons with special affinity for human ACE2 receptors. Dayzak and Fauci approached DARPA to request funding to release their bioweapons in China. DARPA refused but they found funding through globalist resources that support depopulation. Bill Gates, useless eaters. Had DARPA agreed to the funding, Dayzak and Fauci had planned to invite Shi Zhang Li, the bat lady, to a celebration announcement at DARPA headquarters. And DARPA turned it down. SARS-CoV-2 was never designed to kill. It was designed to spread rapidly with low fatality to create worldwide panic and demand for vaccines along with government lockdowns and global communism due to cases diagnosed via fraudulent PCR tests. And if you've listened to any past episodes, we talked about Kerry Mullis, the inventor of the PCR test, basically said the very thing that it's being used for all throughout 2020 and 2021, that's not what it's supposed to be used for. But he died in 2018 or 2019, right before Crimson Contagion. And in a perfect example from another virologist that was speaking out was saying, it's like, It's like you're looking for the letter A and you're zoomed in a thousand percent on the letter A. All you're going to see is black, just pure ink. 
you're so zoomed in, you're going to see everything that you're trying to find. You're going to find everything you want. Let's continue. But MERS is a super deadly bioweapon. This will be released next. A souped-up version of MERS that has been weaponized via Fauci, the NIH, and the WIV under the control of People's Liberation Army. The EcoHealth Alliance Project proposal to DARPA mentions their plans to develop three to five coronavirus bioweapon strains each year. This was to be an ongoing, never-ending assault on humanity via biological weapons, all funded by the U.S. military working with communist China. We don't yet know the official designation of this MERS bioweapon, but I'll call it SuperMERS for now. SuperMERS is already in the hands of PLA operators, People's Liberation Army operators, who have crossed into the U.S. via Mexican narco-smuggling routes. The CCP PLA has hundreds of military advisors working with Mexican narcos with the promise that the narcos will receive a piece of the southern USA once China occupies and defeats the United States. I mean, this is massive, you guys. If this is true, this is insane. These Chinese bioweapons operatives are told to simultaneously release super MERS across U.S. cities when given the activation command, which could come via public means, such as the New York Times being ordered by China to use a certain phrase on a certain day. The New York Times has long been on China's payroll, just like most Democrats, half of the U.S. Senate, and all of big tech, not to mention major players in the Republican Party as well. The White House is almost completely controlled by the CCP, and Biden is China's puppet. This supermerged strain will kill at least 30% of those who are infected under normal circumstances, but because the COVID vaccines have destroyed the immune response among vaccinated individuals, the death rate in the vaccinated may be significantly higher. So they're thinking higher than 50%. The supermerged strain is effectively the second half of the binary weapon system, with the first half being the vaccine. This is why tyrannical government has pushed so hard for mass vaccinations. It's the setup for the kill. The Biden administration has been working with China all along to try to achieve a 70% vaccination rate in the USA, which would translate into an overall kill rate of at least 20% of the US population once SuperMERS is released. This translates into about 70 million people, roughly speaking, or more than 10 times the death statistics of the Nazi Holocaust. The release of SuperMERS cannot be stopped. The agents are already in place. The border has long been penetrated. America's military was ordered to stand down during all of this, via treasonous Pentagon criminals like Milley and Austin. The left-wing media is all in on this, as is big tech. They are all taking orders from China. And again, behind China is the New World Order. Those who are running the show, the bankers, the royals. They're just using these machines, essentially. These governments are a machine to control the people. The release of SuperMERS will be called a variant by the criminal government, and they will blame the unvaccinated while activating the CDC's COVID death camps to round up political dissidents and begin mass executions. This is fucking terrifying. Map of the CDC's current quarantine stations, which will be transmorphed into COVID death camps. So there's a map in this article, and this is from the CDC government website. Quote, CDC has the legal authority to detain any person who may have an infectious disease that is specified by executive order to be quarantinable. End quote. The state of Washington recently posted a public jobs ad calling for isolation and quarantine strike team coordinators to help run its own quarantine camp in Centralia, Washington. 
When the public became aware of this ad, Washington government goons scrambled to remove the strike team phrase from the job listing and stealth edited it to pretend that it was just an ad for people to do laundry and change bedsheets. Yes, really. At the same time, we are hearing rumors that the military personnel who refuse vaccinations are being loaded onto buses and forcibly isolated, quarantined by the military until they agreed to be vaccinated. This isn't happening everywhere. Our report is from a single military base, but this practice could spread. China will very shortly initiate the bioweapons release in America, likely followed by cyber attacks and financial system tactics. While the exact timing on all of this is difficult to know, it appears China will soon initiate its bioweapons attack on America, making COVID look like child's play. Once this commences, anyone who doesn't take the supermers seriously will be in grave danger. This will be a time to truly stay away from public places and avoid large cities where it is likely that Chinese operatives will use drones to disperse aerosolized skin-penetrating toxic nanoparticles based on the MERS research. Yes, America's cities are about to be gassed, sprayed with a deadly poison, much like Zyklon B, whatever that is. Cyber attacks will likely be timed to coincide with this planned chaos and biowarfare death wave, and it seems almost certain that China will choose this moment of vulnerability to assault America's financial standing, essentially collapsing the dollar, the petrodollar. Very quickly, America could lose a third of its active duty military personnel due to the mass vaccinations, a third of the U.S. population living in targeted cities, world reserve currency status for its fiat currency dollar, which would collapse to near zero value overnight. The power grid could go down regionally due to cyber attacks plunging areas of the country into darkness, which would mean looting and then pure chaos. We're talking walking dead shit. At the same time, armed state and federal government agents would be unleashed as strike teams against the population aiming to achieve nationwide gun confiscation. And again, we're seeing what happened in Australia. What's going on over there after that shooting with all those, you know, school kids on that island. They basically did a massive gun confiscation. I mean, that's, that's what happened in Australia. Now look at them. Look at them. They are rising though. Seriously, humanity can only put up with so much tyranny until you stand up and say no more. Let's continue. Mass executions of political dissidents, medical kidnappings, quarantines, and executions of large populations in order to achieve depopulation, total government control over all movement, speech, and medical interventions. Expect highway checkpoints, vaccine papers on-site, executions, door-to-door medical kidnappings, and every nightmare of government terrorism against the people that you could possibly imagine. So, this is uh, according to some insiders who are leaking information. This document is available. I will add it in the show notes. I know this was a very, very heavy, very heavy episode, you guys, but, you know, we're big boys, we're big girls, we can handle it. I think, right? I hope. I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, uh, it's just a pleasure to put these kinds of things together. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy reading crazy shit. But if this stuff is real, you guys, this is major. This is major. You know, ask yourself this one simple question. Is what you see happening in the world right now the product of a real pandemic or perhaps the New World Order's plans to essentially take over the world? That's what it looks like to me. And there you have it. 
Special thanks to Greg Reese, Project Veritas, Elf Tree Publishing, and all of our listeners here at ETC. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please reach out to us at Exit the Cult at protonmail.com or visit exitthecult.com. As always, be sure to check out the description for show notes and links to articles and videos featured in the episode. Have a killer weekend. Don't be a killer! If you have an interesting story or information you'd like to share with our listeners, send us an email at exitthecult at protonmail.com. Please help support the show by becoming an Exit the Cult member over on our Patreon page for exclusive content and bonus episodes. Tune in to new episodes on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening.